Hey guys, welcome to the Cannabis Update Podcast. We give leaders and organizations an opportunity to tell their stories and share information. All right, a quick shout out to HempFest Canada for sponsoring this podcast. The next event is in Calgary on October 11th and 12th. Shop for the latest gear and meet the leaders in the cannabis industry. This event features the HempFest Cannabis Cup 2. It's the first 100% legal cannabis competition. More details at hempfestcup.com or check out hempfestcanada.ca. Ryan Treadwell is a guy in Illinois who sent me a Twitter DM to let me know about his organization called the Freedom of Green Movement. In that message, Ryan mentioned his struggle with Tourette's Syndrome, his successful treatment with cannabis, and how it inspired him to start a movement to help others. So not only did I think people needed to hear his story, I also felt compelled to do this interview because Ryan just seemed like such a genuine guy. If you know anyone who suffers from Tourette's Syndrome, do me a favor and pass this podcast on. I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Start off by telling us who you are. Who is Ryan Treadwell? Well, um, I am 24 years old, and I'm from Lake and Hills, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to start Freedom the Green Movement with my friend, uh, best friend from middle school, Denzel. I, uh, I have Tourette's Syndrome. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed when I was really young, and um, over the course of time, decided that cannabis education and advocacy was really something that I should get into to help others in my position and um, just change the, the views on some people that may that may be stuck in the past on their views of cannabis because I used to be like that as well. I used to be very anti-cannabis and after trying it, I understood how it helps people and you know I'm trying to give back now as well. Okay, can you tell me the story then? Um, when you reached out originally, you, um, you sent me some information um, talking about dealing with Tourette's syndrome, um, dealing with the medication that was involved with it, and then eventually trying cannabis and finding that it helped you. So can you can you tell me that story a little bit? How did it all happen? Yeah, so um, I, like I said, I've been on medication for a really, really long time. Um, seven years old when I got diagnosed with Tourette's, and I was wow. started on medicine almost immediately. Okay. And of course, you know, being young and needing to get up really early and go to school every day, taking, you know, meds that made you really, really tired were not, it was not ideal for getting up at six o'clock in the morning and having to go to school and interact with people. And I would always, I would always get bullied for my weight, which was caused by the medicine and my tics. But, um, about four or five years ago, I tried cannabis for the first time. And, you know, that night I was just, my, my tics, which is, which are my movements, um, for my Tourette's were just, they were so out of hand and I've tried everything up until that point. And, um, like I said, it was very anti-cannabis. And once I tried that for the first time, all, all the pain in my shoulders went away. I could finally relax. And, you know, at that moment, I really did understand how other people really could use this as a medicine. And through, through the use of medical cannabis, after finally finding a doctor who agreed that I needed to be off the medicine because it wasn't doing any good, um, he helped me get a med card. And over the last 10 months, I was able to go through withdrawal from that medication. Wow. Um, and now I am on none of it. So I'm on nothing for the first time that I can remember. Wow. What kind of medication do they prescribe to a seven-year-old with Tourette's syndrome? I was on clonidine. I was on ORAP, and I was on a very, very low dose of benzodiazepine, which is um, clomazepam, kind of like Xanax. Okay. So once I got older, realizing that they were putting their young kid on 
benzos was just, it was really shocking to me. And my body formed a dependency to where even though it wasn't doing anything at all since I'd been on it so long, I could not go without it or I would have major, major health problems. Wow. You said that it took you 10 months to wean yourself off of the medication. Do you think that um, cannabis assisted you in being able to dial it back as well? I would not have been able to do it without cannabis. Okay. There, there's just no way. The severe side effects of withdrawal, had I not had cannabis, I don't know that I would have been able to complete it. Okay. It's been a big help. Growing up, I had a friend who had Tourette's syndrome. Uh, and I, I recall uh, he was put on medication. And at, at that time, although I was a child, it, it seemed to help him, give him some form of normalcy in his life. But um, most people do not suffer from Tourette's syndrome. Can you explain what it's like having Tourette's syndrome for those of us who don't know? Sure, I can do my best. It's definitely simply hard um, to describe to people who don't have it because when they look at you from the outside, they're like, oh, well, he's just moving. Why doesn't he stop doing that? Well, people with Tourette's, it's kind of like having an internal itch that you just, you can't scratch it. You can't, there's nothing you can do to make the feeling go away. And it's an, you have involuntary muscle movements or you have uh, vocal tics. Um, and I had a lot of minor motors, so I have um, just uncontrollable movements of my arms, of my neck, my shoulder, and, and all different body parts. And it just depends on the day. The weather can make things worse. Stress can make things worse. Sleeping conditions can make things worse. Um, and it, it just all depends. But from you know, from an outsider's point of view, they may wonder why why does he keep moving? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just something you can't control. And over the time of um, the last 20 or so years, my neck has, I've gotten arthritis in my neck because of the constant movement. Wow. And it's just, it wears down the body a lot. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Um, the uncontrollable itch analogy, I think uh, my friend would probably say something similar and having watched him, um, it seems like that you guys must have uh, Tourette's syndrome communities online where everybody communicates. Um, is there much talk of cannabis for use in treatment these days? Um, there, there are a lot of new, a lot of new studies going around and just trying to figure out exactly how to target the Tourette syndrome. I know there's some strains that are very specific, um, that seem to help people a lot. Bubblegum has been a huge help for me. And I think that was actually one of the first strains I ever tried. And I've always really liked that strain, but, um, but yes, there's a lot of online communities now. And just the, the only problem is that Tourette's is such a mysterious thing. They don't, they don't really know what causes it at all. Right. Um, and they've, it's just been really elusive. So hopefully um, the, the new money going into research um, for, you know, cannabis related help and even non-cannabis related, it's, it's getting there. Um, but still quite a bit of work to be done. Okay, so how are you dosing yourself with cannabis? Are you just smoking it in like traditional joints? Are you eating it? Um, are you looking for particular terpenes in your in your strains that you're having? Like what is your sort of cannabis routine look like right now? I actually, um, I'll just, I will smoke it in a joint or um, sometimes a bowl. It just, it kind of depends. For with me, edibles don't, surprisingly don't work. And I think part of that is because someone told me I may have an enzyme in my liver that doesn't, I I lack an enzyme that does not break down the edibles correctly. And something like 9% of people have that. Um, So one of of the things for me is smoking 
before I am to go to bed or sometimes when the ticks are really bad during the daytime, I will maybe use a patch. I use something from my local dispensary called Mary's Medicinals. That's a uh, patch that you place on your arm or your um, wrist, the veiny areas, and it absorbs into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a pretty wide range of things, but I do prefer to smoke it either joint or a blunt or a hit or something like that. So is, is cannabis to you then uh, strictly medicinal or do you also consume it recreationally now that you've sort of opened your mind to the possibilities of what it can do for you? I do. I do consume it recreationally as well. And I feel like that's a very, it's a very important part of what needs to be done for cannabis legalization. I know, of course, Canada legalized it for that purpose in uh, October, and we're really hoping that that's going to happen here soon. So yes, it's very important. I noticed that in Illinois, you guys now do have a, a medical program in place. And then January 1st, 2020, the state of Illinois will be legalizing recreational cannabis. Is that also correct? That is, yes. We're very excited for that here. How do you think that'll roll out then? Um, Do you anticipate it being similar to the the style of California or, say, Colorado? What are you guys seeing in Illinois as far as uh, legalization on January 1st? Yeah, so I I believe it's, I want to say it's two ounces you can buy at one time um, starting January 1st. I know something that is different between Colorado, California, and here Mm -hmm. is that when it goes into effect here on January 1st, uh, only medical patients are allowed to home grow. Recreational patients are not allowed to buy for home grow, which honestly is pretty disappointing. I, I would like for people to be able, even recreationally, to go buy um a plant or grow their own plants. But unfortunately, Illinois is not allowing that. And maybe it is something they will in the future. But as of right now, it is just medical patients. All right. Enough about you. Let's talk about the Freedom of Green movement. Um, now, <laughs> this is an organization that you are a co-founder of. Uh, can you tell us about that and what the premise is, what the purpose is? Yeah. So Freedom of Green movement, um, or you can abbreviation of FOG, mm-hmm. um, is the company that me and my best friend from middle school um, came up with a couple of years ago, and just we really thought that we, you know, we both had a story to tell, and you know, with my personal experience with it, we could just we could reach a lot of people, and you know, and help people understand the benefits and what they can do to also help in the movement, and that's another important part of why we call it the movement because it's just it's it's still everything's evolving, and we need people to join and. Um, be supportive. And we always tell people you don't have to consume cannabis to be supportive of the cause. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are currently in the stages of raising funds so we can develop, um, develop our future plans and make them come to life. And right now we are selling exclusive, exclusive apparel with our own designs. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's on spreadshirt.com. And even if people are going and buying a button, which is you can get a, like a small pack for $7.99 or a large pack for $9.99. Those are really, those are really helping us Mm -hmm. um, go to the next steps and what we're needing to do. And soon we hope to have a uh, physical location that will serve different, uh, uh, very different purposes and a wide range of purposes. So um, I guess what's what's the uh, anticipated services that you guys will offer? Just education? Well, if you guys are able to open up, say, a, a location somewhere, will it be like uh, health services that you guys are offering as it pertains to cannabis? So sure, yeah, that, that is one of um, one of the things we, we will be doing um, is offering educational services and, and anything that is informative at all. Um, we 
also want to expand in certain areas where at some point we probably will have a dispensary. Um, we want to get into different areas that will just um, kind of expand people's knowledge of cannabis and all, you know, its history and its future uses and hempcrete and, and everything like that. We can teach also younger kids to understand it because, you know, parents or adults can go have a beer around their children. Well, we want uh, younger people to understand uh, cannabis as well and what its uses are. Mm-hmm. It's important. You don't want to shield them. Right. Well, that's definitely something we have a lot of conversations about in Canada now that recreational is legal, is really the responsible consumption of recreational cannabis. And how do you treat it around, say, your kids, as opposed to how you might treat alcohol? Because right now, obviously, most most parents who consume alcohol don't have any issues consuming it in front of their children, but there's a conversation about cannabis and consumption and, and how far do you go in front of your kids? Do you hide it or do you just act like it's nothing? Um, and it's an interesting conversation to have. The stigmas are, are going down day by day, bit by bit, um, but they still exist. Let's face it. They do. They do. But they are, people are getting wise and they are understanding that, hey, instead of shielding my, you know, shielding the children from this, they should know what it is and they should be educated because there's been a lot of, a lot of studies that show when children understand what it is and they know what it's for and especially states that it is legal, they're not as interested in it anymore because you know, when it's illegal and they're told, oh, you can't have it, it, it just kind of makes them want it more is really what yeah, it does. So it's, yeah, it's important to educate. I think the same can be said for alcohol in that um, I think a lot of parents make the mistake of not discussing alcohol uh, with their kids. And, and it's kind of like, it's got that stigma with your kids wherein you consume it, don't touch it, get away from it, it's bad. You can't have it until you're in the US 21, right? <laughs> and it's the same thing. If you had a conversation with your kids about wine and why you like it uh, and you know how it makes you feel, and, and I think that the, the stigmas would be lowered there as well. Although that being said, I think cannabis by far and away uh, has greater stigmas than alcohol does at this point. What about your background with Tourette's syndrome and FOG, which is a great acronym, by the way. Um, are you rolling your own experience with Tourette's syndrome into the services that you anticipate um, providing people through the Freedom of Green movement? Is it, does Tourette's syndrome play a big part in that? That's a good question. Um, it, it really does because, you know, part of that is me being able to deliver a very personal experience um, because it does personally affect me. And I can... Um, I want to reach out to people that are that have had these same kind of experience or even just they've had pain or they've had similar symptoms of, as I have had and how I can help them and let them see, you know, you can you can also do something like this. You can do something to change your life instead of listening to people that are telling you you're not going to be able to do anything, you can't do anything, you won't. It's just, it's really important for me to get that out there so people understand that they can do yeah. it. And having Tourette's is definitely something that helps yeah. with that. We don't want to be another one of those just weed companies that want to, they're trying to get rich, rich quick. You have people with millions and millions of dollars just buying up things, opening another dispensary. We're not, we're not like that. We don't want to be like that either. How do we find out about you guys online? Where, where are you available to get more information and to do more communicating with you guys? We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, Twitter. We're on uh, Spreadshirt. And we do have a Patreon page as well. And that's um, those are all things we're currently working on. Um, we do post a lot to Facebook. Have, uh, most, of, most of our following is on Facebook, but we're working on Instagram and Twitter right now. Um, you can 
read quite about uh, quite a bit about us on those sites, and we will have a um, a URL dot com coming soon. We're working on nice. That well. I guess just by googling "Freedom of Green Movement," we can find it on all these places. Um, incidentally, you have a great Facebook page with a pretty solid following, which blows my mind because, as we were saying on Twitter when we were PMing each other, Facebook can be such a pain when it comes to anything to do with cannabis. I think I've said that in about uh, fifty podcasts now with different people. We all gripe about Facebook, <laughs> but good for you for keeping it going and growing it and being able to survive in the in the wonderful world of Facebook. Have I missed anything else that you want to cover? Any final thoughts? You know, there's a lot to talk about. And unfortunately, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, it's great. But, you know, people got to keep talking. They got to keep having the discussion mm-hmm. on all the benefits and everything that it does. Um, we just really hope people will open their minds and um, realize all the all the benefits of it and from from obviously medicinal to recreational to social and you can you know build building houses and um everything that hemp can do all of that stuff is just so amazing awesome well thank you for this ryan i really enjoyed hearing about tourette syndrome how it affects you and how cannabis has helped you it does it does and we i'm sure there's a lot of other people out there having the same experience it's good. I'm glad I had the opportunity to use it and finally had a doctor that agreed. And because of it, I definitely was able to get off all the medication. And it's it's great. It's really great. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Huge thank you to Ryan for giving me his time and telling me about his struggles and his victories. I really liked what he had to say, and I hope that someone, perhaps you, will be inspired by it. Hey, if you subscribe to the podcast, please do me a favor and tell your friends. Maybe share the link on Facebook or Twitter. Maybe you could text your buddy and say, hey, check out this awesome podcast. Or perhaps the next time you're hanging out with a friend, just tell him about it. Old school works too. And if you have a story that you'd like to tell, reach out to me, michael at distinctmedia.ca or try me on Twitter, canupdatepod. That's C-A-N-N update P-O-D. Thanks again and stay tuned. The next podcast features the one and only Pancake Nap. The media contributors within the Cannabis Media Collective do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for any inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but please take the time to research the details for yourself.